www.healthcmi.com, Acupuncture Continuing Education Online. Today, Acupuncture Anti-Inflammatory Effect Discovery. This was published at HealthCMI on August 19, 2020. Let's take a look. Harvard Medical School neuroscientists conclude that acupuncture regulates inflammation in response to bacterial infections. The study finds acupuncture effective in ameliorating the effects of pro-inflammatory cytokine storms. The researchers demonstrate that acupuncture increases survival rates and prevents disease progression. So if you go to healthcmi.com and click on news, look for the article entitled Acupuncture Anti-Inflammatory Effect Discovery. So they did a lab experiment and they found that in the animals tested, there was a vastly higher survival rate for those that were infected with bacteria that got acupuncture versus those that didn't. This is not unusual for an acupuncturist to understand, but it's nice to have studies showing how it works. This study was funded through the Harvard-MIT grants program in basic neuroscience and from the U.S. National Institutes of Health. So what they did at Harvard Medical School was basically test how does acupuncture work and what results can be expected. And they got right into the biochemical pathways, what neuropeptides were affected, what cells were affected by acupuncture. And they found indeed that acupuncture is very specific to different types of electroacupuncture stimulation or different points behave differently and have different effects on infections. So we know that for bacteria, naturally we wanna also have more testing done. So we wanna see what pathways are affected in the antiviral pathways that acupuncture can activate. So this detail is quite wonkish. You can look at what dopamine receptors are activated by what acupuncture points, and you really get kind of deep into the anti-inflammatory aspects of Chinese medicine. So this research team was from the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, uh, Department of Neurobiology at Harvard Medical School, and also other people, uh, including people from the uh, Department of Neuroscience at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas, and the McNair Medical Institute in Houston, Texas. So a lot of great minds going to work here. I invite people to to come and take a look. Now, why is this important? Well, in Chinese medicine, we've known for a heck of a long time that acupuncture can bring fevers down and help people recover. But what we needed was was North American-based research. And why? Because if we're going to have acupuncture covered by insurance or by Medicare, Medicaid, whatever system in Canada, Mexico, we do need the uh, local research to show it. Because why? Yeah, the research has been done in Great Britain and Australia. It's been done in Taiwan, of course, and Japan. Incredible research, China. But without local institutions showing how acupuncture works, it really doesn't make headway into the system itself. So basically, this will increase access to care by having a more basic understanding of the neuroscience behind acupuncture and how these cytokines affect genes and target cells. So I hope you really enjoy this article. It's nice to have this uh, come out of uh, Harvard's neuroscientists to really give people a feeling of what they can expect and why. 
I would like to see some other points tested. Now, they tested, for example, stomach 25 and stomach 36. But most acupuncturists know if you think that works, try do 14, governing vessel 14. That point is going to be even more powerful against both bacteria and virus, and we know that for thousands of years, and we see that every day with patients. However, there's also a lot of modern research showing exactly how do 14 works. Now, for a wellness treatment, acupuncturists know that do 14, 13, and 12, sometimes combined with stomach 36, large intestine 11, is your classic wellness visit. So that could be done for kind of a boosting immunity effect or as an antifebrile or antibacterial antiviral effect. So do 14, 13, 12, dazoi, dada, jansu, plus um, large intestine 11, stomach 36, which is jusanli. It's a very comfortable treatment, very relaxing treatment. It can be done seated. So this is something I find very approachable. I, I would like to see that ancient prescription tested because while they're doing individual points here, you get uh, additive and synergistic effects by combining points. So again, this is something that can really help people. And I'll give you some situations where you're going to find it really interesting. I'll give you one example. Had a young patient come in, very athletic, but she kept getting bone implants in her, her um, ankle from a soccer injury. She got a little divot in the ground, caught it, really injured the bone. It started to necrose, die off. So they replaced it. They put a little bone plug in there. But it necrosed again and again and again and again. It, and they finally, after the fourth time, they said, look, if, if it doesn't take, we're going to have to amputate your ankle. You know, from the ankle down, you know, from the foot. Now, this is an incredibly athletic young woman in her 20s. Good circulation, good health, good diet, good outlook. Lives to play soccer. This is unthinkable. So I thought, you know, everything they're doing is just about right. With the wound care and everything, it just looks like the circulation is a little poor in that one area. So it can't quite heal. So I did a simple surround style, similar to the turtle style, acupuncture treatment with electroacupuncture around the area to get some circulation into the area. And the thing healed right up within a few weeks. The whole thing was pretty much over. Same thing for a young man, also very young, uh, not even 30 years old from his elbow down. And the elbow was um, actually kind of oozing um, infected material for a year and a half. And they finally said, that's it. I'm going to amputate you from uh, the upper arm down. Again, very healthy. And I said, you know, it, he doesn't have diabetes. He, he's very healthy. He had a wound. It's not healing. So what? I think we need just a little electroacupuncture in the local area. We did a little treatment there. And of course it worked. Uh, he was lucky because my neighbor was a relative of his. And that's, she said, you got to go see Adam before you have this arm cut off. It, it, in other words, there, there was no medical reason why it shouldn't heal. Now, what happens is, is areas of diminished blood flow sometimes can't get nutrients to heal. Sometimes um, there can also be a pro-inflammatory effect that cannot be controlled due to diminished blood flow to an area. So the acupuncture simply enhances it. Those are great examples. Probably the more common example, though, is... The worst case scenario, I had a patient come in in his mid-60s, suffered his whole life of sciatica and pain, had a hip replacement to really try to help with that. 
his diabetes. This is already extremely problematic. Any surgery on a diabetic is it's not a good idea in general. We want to avoid that as much as possible because they tend not to heal well. So this is already, you know, worst case scenario, out of shape, um, potentially poor diet, life, you know, lifelong disability. You have to understand the, the, the situation where he, he really wasn't very ambulant his whole lifestyle because his whole life because of the uh, problems he's had for many, many years. So uh, had two or even three hip replacements, full hip replacements, fail. And he was getting antibiotics and he had all these surgeries to try to make them work and get rid of the infection and all of this stuff. And they basically said, yeah, we're going to have to amputate the leg. So, and this, I, I first of all, on a personal level, this is the sweetest, nicest person you could ever hope to walk into your office. Just a kind, gentle spirit. And there was no way I was going to let this happen to him. That was my attitude. We just have to win this battle. And I knew what I was up against given his medical history. Uh, so I was just hoping. And I said, look, we have a shot at this. So we did the electroacupuncture around that area. You know, gallbladder 30, gallbladder 29, usher points around the greater trochanter, etc. Femur area. And it worked. It took a while. And we did some follow-up care. I wasn't taking any chances with that patient. We did quite a few treatments within a two- or three-month period. And then we did some monthly follow-ups for a while just in case. And it worked. The theory was the antibiotics are effective, but they're not getting to the areas they need to get to. Let's stimulate local blood, micro blood circulation in the local area where it needs to get to with acupuncture. And that's what I did. That way, the blood circulation will be there. That way, the patient will heal. So... We say that the chi leads the blood, meaning you stimulate the area and that brings the microcirculation of blood into the area. So chi is not some mystical concept necessarily. Yeah, chi is mystical in the sense that you walk in a room and you say the chi is good because it feels good. Yeah, sure. But is that so mystical? It's not damp. It's not dark. It's well lit. Things are laid out nicely. It's not cluttered. You say the chi is good. So there really are details even in the feng shui of things. Same thing in the body. There are different kinds of chi. We say spleen and stomach chi, but that's metabolism. So these are ancient terms we're using. So when we say the chi leads the blood, we mean we're stimulating different sympathetic and parasympathetic impulses from the autonomic nervous system as a result of local stimulation of the needle, which then change the functional connectivity in the brain centers to stimulate the endocrine system to secrete the proper chemicals to increase microcirculation of blood in the local region. It's the same thing. We see this over and over in research. We know this from the MRI studies, and we certainly know this from the study from Harvard University. So uh, again, the Harvard Medical School neuroscientists, um, through the Harvard-MIT grants program in neuroscience, uh, was able to measure the exact biochemical pathways and and measure out uh, beta-2 adrenergic receptors and how they response, uh, how the responses work, how the, the dopamine receptors, how they work. Um, so they really got kind of deep into it and, and, and took a lot of the mystery out of it. So it's great to have some local research. And I wanted to share some local vignettes with you of how things work. We also see this with people with chronic viral disorders. One of the problems, if you get a viral infection, any viral infection, doesn't matter, coronavirus, influenza, Epstein-Barr, you name it, 
they can lead to chronic fatigue-like syndromes. Now, in Chinese medicine, we say broadly that the infection is there. We say the heat and toxins are still there on a subclinical level. That's how we would say it. But you would also say the disease itself caused, it kind of burned out your energy. So we say it caused qi deficiency or blood deficiency. So we have to nourish the body, strengthen the body, and also clean out the rest of the toxic material. So we clear heat and toxins, tonify qi and blood. And so we get a lot of people slowly out of those circumstances with chronic illness. We've seen that over and over again. So that's another great application of the wellness visit that I described earlier and something that can slowly pull people out of something where they're so exhausted. Sometimes what what people don't realize is many kinds of suffering. One of them is pain, obviously. Another is nausea. It's tremendous. There's all kinds of suffering. But one of them is exhaustion. And we can pull people out of that extreme fatigue and exhaustion. People have it so it's labored just to take the next breath. So it simulates, even with a clear emotional palate, it simulates depression because there's just not enough energy to lift the energy of the body or the chi to feel good. And so that's another function of Chinese medicine, to strengthen the body and bring back that level of energy, including helping patients after a long and protracted illness. We do this after chemotherapy. We do it for fibromyalgia patients. Those are very challenging cases, of course, because they're so deficient that we have to really support and gently bring people back. So I want to thank everyone for listening today. I'm Adam White, licensed acupuncturist. Until next time, www.healthcmi.com.